Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1, we want to continue with this that we have been on, the seed of faith. And uh, we'll uh, hopefully get a little farther along tonight, but uh, I need to tell you that I'm excited for you because something good's about to happen to you. Uh, I'm excited. I'm ex- I've been running all day long. And when I say that, I mean running in my spirit all day long. And uh, uh, good things are happening. Good things are happening. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1 And, of course, it's familiar uh, to many, but it says, Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And we could say yet at that point. So faith being the conviction that something is true is substance, which is the title deed, the grounds, the confidence of things hoped for. What you hope for is a picture. Or desire. That's very important. Faith is the substance, the title deed of things hoped for. And it is the evidence or the proof of things not seen yet. All right? It's the evidence or the proof. So faith is evidence of what I'm desiring. Faith is evidence of what I'm hoping for. All right? So then it behooves me to understand something. If that's the case, if faith is the evidence of what I'm desiring or hoping for, how do I know I have faith? If faith is evidence, I need to know. People say, well, it's impossible to have faith and not know you have it. Well, no, not really, because Acts chapter 14 tells us that Paul spoke the word in Lystra, and as he was preaching in Lystra, it says there sat a man who was, who was crippled from his mother's womb. It says it was, he was impotent in his feet from his mother's womb. The same heard Paul preach. And it says Paul, perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said, stand upright on your feet, and he leaped and walked. So he had faith to be healed, yet he wasn't healed. He had faith to get up, but yet he didn't get up. Why? He didn't know, he didn't know the faith he had. So faith is evidence of the thing desired, the thing hoped for. But if faith is evidence, then I need to know. Now notice Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. We're going to go over some of the scriptures that we went over to to give us our foundation. Notice Romans chapter 10 and verse 8. It says, but what saith it? The word is nigh you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith that we preach the word of faith that we preach so the word is the word of faith the word is the word of faith now this this is important because of is a preposition and it's a preposition in what they call the genitive case 
All right, the genitive case. And here's what it means. Meaning it expresses the thing from which something else proceeds. So the word is the word of faith. Faith proceeds from the word. All right? The word is the seed of faith. Faith proceeds from the word. Romans chapter 10, you're right there in that chapter, verse 13. And notice this. So faith proceeds from the word. To the believer that's believing for anything, the word's invaluable. It's invaluable. All right? Romans 10, verse 13, notice it says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they've not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they've not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, notice, who has believed our report. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So notice something that may be simple, but understand this. You can't believe if you haven't heard. If you haven't heard, you cannot believe. Amen. Faith comes by hearing the word. Why? The word is the seed of faith. The word is the seed of faith. And so, and so you'll run into people that they talk ugly about the things of faith. They're not hearing the word. This is, this is not an indictment, but there are churches all over America that are not preaching the word. They're not preaching the word. People can't expect to have faith by going there because the word isn't taught. I'm not saying that they don't teach out of the Bible, but they teach a denominational doctrine. They teach fluff. They teach new age. They teach what people want to hear. They teach these different things. And people come and get under the word of faith, and there's a, there's a magnificent change in their life because they're hearing what the word was intended to do, which was produce faith. The whole purpose for the preaching of the gospel if people say, is to get people saved. To give people faith so they can be saved. you got to believe before you can be saved. And the only way you can believe is, is by hearing the Word. you got to believe before you can receive anything from God. And the only way you can believe is by hearing the Word. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo, glory. Right there, I'm five minutes in, I preach myself happy. Yes, sir. Amen. Oh. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. The word is the seed of faith. When the seed of the word is sown into the heart, the harvest is faith. Yes. When you sow the seed in your heart, you harvest faith. Yes, Amen. Whatever it may be. Well, and, and, and we could go through a litany of subjects. Uh, you're in Christness. If you sow enough of who you are in Christ in your heart, you will reap a harvest of who you are in Christ. 
faith in who you are in Christ. It's not that God does something for someone and not for someone else. It's, it's the harvest. It's the seed that's planted. If you look at your neighbor's yard and it's, it's beautifully green, it has no weeds, it's well manicured, that didn't just happen. He didn't just get up one day and decide, you know, by osmosis that that yard looks that way. There was some seed planted. There was some fertilizer put on. There were some weeds taken care of. There was some work that went into that. Oh, hallelujah. When the seed of the word is sown in the heart, the harvest is faith. Because faith is the spiritual force that deals with the spiritual. Amen. Just like your five senses deal with the natural world, faith is the spiritual organ that we contact the spiritual world with. Faith is the, is the avenue that you go into that place that you can't see. Everything that God has for you already exists. The Bible does not say that faith is the substance of things that do not exist. It said faith is the substance of things not seen yet. They exist. They exist in the realm of faith. And a lot of people will look at you funny when you talk about receiving by the word of God because they've never broke the barrier between the temporal and the realm of faith. But when you get over into the area of faith, you break the temporal realm and you enter into the faith realm and you start receiving things that you can't see with your eyes or hear with your ears, but yet they're more real to you than the chair you're sitting on because you've got into the realm of faith. Oh, hallelujah. Do, 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 do you see this? Amen. So my senses deal with this natural world. But because because the, 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 the distance between the natural and the spiritual is very thin. It's just right there. Right? The Bible, the Bible says, right, in, in Romans 10, it says you don't got to go up to heaven to get it or go into the earth to get it. It's near you. It's near you in your mouth and in your heart. The word of faith that we preach. Amen. That's why, that's why you'll hear people praying and talk about needing something from God. And it's like they're, they're trying to go a mighty long way and project a mighty long way. Right? Oh Lord, you know I got I got to be loud so that so that the Lord can hear me, and somehow, some way, God's gonna get it to me, and somehow it's gonna come. It's in your mouth and it's in your heart. It's the word of faith that we preach. Amen. You have faith. You have substance. You have evidence. You have the thing that you. Hope for. Well, I have faith that I'm healed, but I'm not healed. That's not faith. That's mental assent. Faith says I have it now. I take it now. It's mine now. Amen. And when you say now, you're reaching into something that people in mental assent will never understand because faith is something that transcends your thinking and transcends your ability to perceive in the natural. Faith does things for you that will blow your natural mind and take you to another place because you're operating in a realm of faith. Hallelujah. Faith, faith will make you walk on water when it's impossible to walk on water. 
But yet Jesus walked on water. And when Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me to come to you. And the word, the word, Jesus said one word out of his mouth. Come, the word spoke to Peter. And Peter put faith in one word and stepped out of the boat. And water that's not supposed to support the weight of a man supported the weight of a man because he wasn't out there in religion. He was out there in faith. Now the circumstances robbed his faith. Amen. When the word says something, I act on it. You act on it. And it defies logic. It defies, right? That's why you can, you can be in faith about coming out of debt. And come out of debt in months. And people don't understand it. And you won't even understand it. But yet it happened. Because faith is the substance of debt freedom. Faith is the substance of debt freedom. Your debt freedom is found in your faith. Oh, glory. Mm. What is faith the substance of? Well, the Bible says things. What things? Things hoped for. The things hoped for. Look, look, look at Mark 11. Am I helping anybody? Yes, sir. I'm excited for you. Because we're going somewhere. Yes, sir. I, I'm telling you, we're close. If you knew how close you were to stepping over. And, 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 and I'm not being religious and I'm not being theatrical. If you knew how close you were to stepping over. I'm going to tell you, it won't take but just a little gust to blow you over. You're going over. Say it out loud. I'm going over. Say it again. I'm going over. See, see, because you're people of faith, you're not people of fear. You're people of faith. You're not people of feeling. You're people of faith. You're not people, you're not people of religion. Amen. You, you, you understand. The Bible says that people of faith stand. There are people on the sound of my voice. You stood. Last year you stood. You stood the first part of this year. God came through. God brought you out. God will always bring you out. And He said in the word that He gave us, He's going to pay us back for everything we suffered. He's going to pay us back. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, and God said yesterday, or Tuesday, yeah, yesterday, in healing school, when we were talking about the word redeemed in 1 Corinthians 1.30, it means to put back, to put back to an original place. God said to me, He said, don't look for the devil to put it back. I'm, the devil's not going to put it back. I'm going to put it back. You, you can't spend your time in faith chasing the devil. Demanding that he put something back. Because there's no scripture to back that up. But the Bible does say God in the book of Jeremiah. He's the God of recompense. It says God will restore to you the years. Oh my Lord. The years that, that the enemy stole. Not just the things. The years. The years that the enemy stole. God said I'll restore them. 
so those years the enemy stole from you, they're coming back. The vitality of those years, the energy of those years, the seasons. People say, what do I got to do? Just take it. Just take it by faith. Just take it. Reach over into that area and take it. I have it right now. It belongs to me right now. It's mine right now. Oh, glory. And there's nothing the enemy can do about it. Because he's locked out of the arena of faith. Amen. The enemy's a spirit being, but he has no faith. God gave you faith, and you operate in an area totally separated from him. And that's why when you raise up the spirit of faith, the shield of faith, it quenches all the fiery darts of the wicked. When you operate in faith, you are operating in the victory that overcomes the world. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world, right? You are of God, little children. If you are of God, you are of faith. And it says you are of God, little children, and you have overcome them because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. You operate from your place of overcoming you operate every day like you have overcome not like you're going to you already have because you're operating in faith faith is not wishing faith is not hoping faith is real settled fact my lord my lord my lord oh jesus i told you Amen. Because, because it's just right there. It's just right there. And when you understand how simple it is just to step over into the realm of faith and grab it. Faith isn't hard. It's just different. Just different. I've had people say, live by faith is hard. That's, that, no, that's a misnomer. That's not scripture. Amen. It's just different. It's different. To your flesh to accept something as fact that your flesh can't see. <laughs> but once you begin to get used to operating by faith, your spirit is taking the ascendancy. To live by faith, you got to live in the spirit. To walk by faith, you got to walk by the spirit. That faith is the GPS of the spirit realm. And, and, and when you're walking by the spirit and walking in the spirit, you're operating by faith. Because you can't walk in the spirit and operate by the flesh. You can't live in the spirit and live in the flesh. You've got to do one or the other. And when you live in the spirit, faith becomes the GPS. Faith becomes the system that you live by. Oh, hallelujah. Did you find Mark 11? I think it's still in the same place. Amen. Mark 11, verse 22. And Jesus answering saith unto them, Have faith in God. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever shall say to this mountain, Be removed, be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he'll have whatever he says. Therefore I say unto you, What things soever you desire when you pray, Believe that you receive and you will have them. Now remember I asked you a moment ago, what is faith the substance of? Things. What things? Things hoped for. Amen. Believe. Notice what he said. You've got to believe that those things, those things you say will come to pass. 
Why are you saying it? Because you desire it. Why are you saying it? Because you're painting a picture of it. What you say is evidence of your desire. And the thing you are saying is what faith will bring to you. Things. What things soever. What things. Believe those things that you say will come to pass. Then he said, what things you desire. What believe that you receive. Is that right? Things. Things. Faith is the substance of things. Faith is the substance of things. What things? Believe that those things that you say. Hallelujah. I know it can seem like I'm overemphasizing that. But the thing is the thing hoped for. See, faith is of the same value of the thing hoped for. If you're hoping for debt freedom, faith is of the same value as your debt freedom. If you're believing God for a house, believing God for healing in your body, faith is of the same value. This is so important. Amen. The thing received is the thing hoped for. See, you don't ask for one thing and faith produce something else. Now, religion will teach you that. Well, you know, God doesn't always answer prayer the way you want Him to. That's a lie. That's an outright lie. People say, well, why? Because Jesus said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, He'll do it for you. Notice it did, there, there wasn't a disclaimer on that verse. Unless what you're asking for is not in stock because there's a supply chain issue. What do we say to that supply chain issue? I do not expect to be affected. But that's how people talk. Matter of fact, the, the Greek tense there in John, when it said the Father will give it to you, it carries this idea. If he doesn't have it, he'll make it. That's powerful. Why? Because that means you don't ask for something and get nothing or something else. You don't ask for the top of the line and get the generic. Amen. You know, when, when, you, when you go to, when you go to a, a, a foreign country, the Philippines or Ecuador. I, I, last time I was in Ecuador, uh, we were uh, there at the, the equator. And there was a guy out there selling sunglasses. And you go over and you talk to him. And he goes, yeah, I got Oakley. I got Ray-Ban. I got Panama Jack. Uh, how much is that Ray-Ban? Five dollars. That's not Ray-Ban. I mean, you're getting some glasses, but you're not getting Ray-Ban. Right? You, you understand what I mean? So, so you don't ask God for Ray-Ban, amen, and get Roy-Ban. Right? Somebody wanted to buy me a pair of glasses and they bought the, the knockoff Oakley while we were there. And, and instead of Oakley, it was Oaky. O, O, Oaky. Right? Well, you don't ask God for Oakley and get Oaky. 
faith is of the... See, never be afraid to stretch your faith for what you really want. Don't be satisfied with what's available. Amen. I mean, I don't know about you. If I go to the store, a, a certain store, and I go to get some produce and it doesn't look good, I don't just go ahead and buy it because that's what's there. I go down the street. to it. There's another store down the street where, where, where it's good, right? But people that have access to faith that is of the same value of what they want are settling for whatever will come to them when faith wants them to get everything that they desire. Mm, hallelujah. You get what you believe for. Nothing more, nothing less. You get what you believe for. Matthew 21, 22, you don't have to turn there, but Jesus said, all things, whatever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Is that what he said? So I got to condition myself to believe that I receive all things. That I asked for. See, this doesn't have to take long. If you'll take these principles you're learning in these six days of faith, and you'll work them diligently for the next six weeks, everything will change. Everything will change. Amen. There are people that you're going to see debts paid off in the next six weeks. Just because you're believing that. But, but you, you stay with that. It doesn't matter what scripture you use. I used Romans 13, 8. Keep out of debt and don't nobody anything. Amen. Now you use whatever you want. Amen. You can go to the, to the Old Testament, to the book of Deuteronomy, where he said, he said, you will lend unto many and not borrow. Amen. Amen. You can go to the book of Proverbs, where it says the borrower is servant to the lender. And don't get condemned. Just tell the Lord, I don't want to be the, I don't want to be the servant. I want to be the lender. And then claim it. And then call yourself that. Quit calling yourself in debt. Quit calling yourself broke. Quit calling yourself don't have. Start calling yourself the lender. Start calling yourself money man. Start calling yourself money woman. I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I got plenty more to put in store. Oh, my Lord. It's early yet. Do, 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 do you see that? And people say, well, can you guarantee that? I can. Because Jesus said, if you believe, all things are possible. And that's not putting the onus on you and, 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 and trying to, you understand? It's just, just, it's just a statement of fact. If you believe, amen. You know, if they are fixing dinner, and they say, y'all come and get it. And you don't get up. Amen. Amen. Especially in my house when my kids were there. Big old boys there. You know them boys. Dear Lord. <sighs> if you didn't get up and get a, a seat at the table, you might pull back a nub. Amen. Well, it's there. Amen. It's available. Notice this now. You have to spend time developing the picture so faith can give substance to it. That's where the battle's lost many times. 
People are trying to exercise their faith for something they've not cultivated an image for. I got to cultivate an image. This is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm pressing into. Amen. You got to see it. What are you desiring? See it. What are you hoping for? See it. Those are the things that faith gives substance to. Those are the things that faith gives substance to. You, you can't just give it a cursory glance and expect to build an image. Amen. 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 Do, do you see that? What, whatever it may be. In, instead of talking about how you can't go do anything, and, and you right? I've talked to people before, and, and for instance, I was, uh, th- this is just an elementary uh, 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 story, but I was uh, at a meeting one time with some uh, uh, young men that I was mentoring and, uh, from the church, and Pastor Michelle called me, and she said, uh, she asked me a question. She said, do you have, I think it was, do you have a gray suit? And I said, uh, well, I, I said, I think I got one. And she said, okay, I'm bringing two home for you. I said, all right, praise God. And well, they heard the conversation. And one of the young men said, well, I wish I, I wish I was in a position to get two suits. I said, well, you keep believing God and you will be. But he always talked about himself. I got to wear hand-me-downs. I can't afford. Now, did, did he want more? Yeah. Did he spend time cultivating a picture? No. And there was nothing for faith to add substance to. There's nothing for faith to add substance to. I, listen, I know, I know we take a hit a lot for, you know, you, you guys are just all about things. Come on, man. If we, if we was just all about things, if, if we were as much about things as people say we are, we'd have so many things you couldn't shake a stick at them. Amen? Are, are you following me? And it's okay if you do have so many things you can't shake a stick at them. But here's, here's the point. You can't just give it a cursory glance. You can't get up in the morning and kind of, oh, yeah, Lord, thank you, hallelujah. It takes time to develop an image. And faith is the substance of that image. It takes time. Amen. Hallelujah. So you got to say, I see me as, and then you fill in the blank. I see me as out of debt. I see me as healed. I see me as blessed. I see me as patient. I see me as loving. I see me as kind. I see me breaking through. Right? I see me going farther than I've ever went. Why? Because you're right there. I mean, have I told you I'm excited for you? Something good's about to happen to you. Something good is about to revolutionize your life. I, I mean, listen, I, the, the thing that the Holy Spirit's been saying to me, life-altering occurrences, things changing. I mean, I'm talking your family tree changing. Amen. Well, how's that going to happen? By faith. By faith. Amen. Do, do you see that? Without seeing it, you can't apply faith to it. If I don't see it, I can't apply faith to it. And you, you never want to have that mindset of, well, you know, I, I'm just going to keep a, a positive confession and a positive outlook. That's okay. Be positive, but build an image. 
Be honest. Right? When you start building an image, oh, Jesus. When you start building an image to come out of debt, God will start giving you a plan to watch your money. God will start giving you a plan on how to do these little things that maybe I wasn't doing before. I'm not saying you're not doing those, but that that could be what it is. When you are having problems in your body and you're building an image of healing in your body, God might tell you to quit eating some things or quit drinking some things. But faith is the answer. And when you start seeking God by faith for certain things, God will answer and show you what you need to do. Mm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But you, what do you got to do? You got to see it. You got to see it. You got to build an image. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. You got, you got to build that image. I say you got to build that image. You got to build that image. You got to see yourself not worrying about money. You got to see yourself not concerned about those children. You got to see yourself not worried about are you going to get better? It's not you're going to get better, you're better. You, you're, you're better right now. You're healed right now. Yeah, but I don't see it all yet. Yeah, but you're working on seeing it all. And what you are seeing, rejoice for and keep seeing more. Amen. Whew. Hallelujah. You got to see it. Without seeing it, you can't apply faith to it. You can't apply faith to it. You can come to a faith church and hear faith principles and not get faith. Because faith doesn't come by hearing faith principles. Faith comes by hearing the Word. Amen. That's why somebody will stand up and say, well, I want to testify and build y'all's faith. You can't. You're not, you're not preaching the Word. I mean, I might see what God can do and it might encourage my faith, but it's not going to build my faith. Right? Hearing you tell me what God did for you tells me God can do it and it gives me an expectancy, but then what do I have to do? Do what you did. Is that right? Mm. Oh, glory to God. Do you see that? I, 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 always, I always go back to talking to my pastor. And, and I was talking to him about, about building agape and, and building those buildings and doing these different things. And he told me about going up uh, on Napa Valley when that was an undeveloped area and sitting on that tree stump and looking out over that 12 acres and God showing him where things were going to be and God speaking to him. And he went to the men, the, the, the conglomeration of businessmen that owned that property and said, I'd like to buy the property. They said, you can't, it's not for sale. We don't want to sell it. And what you're offering is not enough anyway. <laughs> but he'd already seen it. See, there's a problem for the devil when you've seen it. Because I've already seen it. My appetite's already wet for it. Amen. Once you see in the Word that you can be healed, now you want it more than anything. Once you see that you can be out of debt, you want that more than anything. And the days of dominion of the enemy are over. Yes, sir. The enemy fights your imaging, 
Because to keep you where you're at, he's got to keep you seeing what you're seeing. When you start changing what you're seeing, whoo, his, he's, he's losing his grip. Amen. Do, do, do you see that? And he said, so I went back and sit on that stump and asked the Lord. I said, what do I do now? I did what you told me. And they said, no, it wasn't for sale and I wasn't offering enough money. And the Lord said, here's what you do. Wait three weeks and go back and offer them $10,000 less. How does that work? And people say, well, God was in it. Faith was in it. Because it took faith to go back and act on what you saw. God said, that's my property. I've already got the place where I'm going to put the buildings picked out. I already know what I'm going to do. I already got a name. I already know what it's going to look like. It's just a matter of getting the land. And if you got the land that God says is mine, faith will get it to me. Amen. Faith will get it to me. Hallelujah. I tell people all the time, I see our building. I see it. People say, have you drove up on it? No, but I've seen it. When I see it, I'll know it because I've seen it. I've seen our grounds. Oh, glory to God. Amen. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. My faith is giving substance to what I'm seeing. Faith is giving substance to what I'm seeing. I'm seeing it, and faith is giving substance to it. So I'm seeing it, and the money's coming. I'm seeing it, and the people are coming, and I'm seeing it, and the leaders are coming, and I'm seeing it, and the substance is coming. Mm. He said, when you see this building full, he said, you'll know where to go. People say, well, I don't see it full. Yeah, but I saw it full not too long ago. We talked about that. So I'm getting more and more leading, more and more guidance, more and more direction. Hallelujah. Am I helping you with this? Look at Romans 4.17. I'm almost done. I'm excited for you. Because something good's about to happen to you. Mm, you're about to see paid in full on some things. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Romans 4, 17, you know what it says. But it says, as it is written, I made you the father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickens the dead. Now, I said something last night I want to repeat. There are people that would have no problem telling you that God can raise the dead. But then they'll say, you're doing something wrong if you call things that be not as though they were. Right? Yet, notice what it says. God who quickeneth the dead and calleth those things that be not as though they were. So God not only quickens the dead. When you don't call things that be not as though they were, you separate yourself from the power of God. Because the power of God is in faith. Faith is infused with God's power. That's why faith is substance. Faith is of the Word. Faith is of God. Faith is in your heart. Amen. 
And when you separate yourself from faith, you separate yourself from power. Because faith is the faith of God acts, talks, walks, looks like God. Oh, glory. So faith calls what? Things. Faith calls things. If you don't call things, you're not in faith. Now, now think about this. This used to mean more than it means today because everybody's got a phone now. But remember the, in, in the days when you were talking to somebody and they said, hey, what's so-and-so doing? And you said, I don't know. When I get home, I'll call him. I mean, you can still do that today, but it used to be a bigger deal. Right? But, but listen, when, when you call someone, think about this. What are you really doing? You're making a phone call. You're calling them. Who are you wanting to reach? Jim Bob. So you go to your phone and you find Jim Bob and you call Jim Bob. Right? And he didn't answer. And somebody said, what, what were you doing? I was calling Jim Bob. I'll call him later. Did you quit calling? Did you just hang up the phone and say, well, I called Jim Bob and he didn't answer, so I'm not going to try it no more. No, a few minutes later you called him again. And a few minutes later you called him again. You called him till you got him. You call things that be not as though they were until they are. You keep calling. Amen. Now, now that's not asking, that's calling. Right? In, 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 uh, in uh, the, the Spanish language, I'm certainly not prolific proficient, uh, but I know enough to know this, that when you ask someone, and, and Sister Irma, I, I believe can, if I'm wrong, tell me, but when you ask someone in Spanish, in English, we'll go, what's your name? In Spanish, isn't it more like, how are you called? In other words, if I want to call you, what do I call you? Right? If, I, if somebody looks at James and says, hey, you, he's got to ask. Me? Right? But if they go, Alexander, that's him. Right? When Brother DJ walks in, I, I, I look at him, I go, David King Jr. There's only one. Right? And I bet growing up, his mama used that a lot. Because when David King Jr. came out, ooh, look out. Right? I don't just want him, I'm calling do you see what I'm saying? You call things that be not as though they were until they are. Well, when's it going to happen? That's not your part. Your part is call. And what do you call? Things. What things that be not? Faith is the substance of things not seen. Things that be not. Faith is the substance of things that be not. And faith is the substance that will make things that be not be. And you call things that be not as though they were. Now think about that. 
So people will say you're in a dream world because they see your stack of bills, but you're saying I'm debt free. They might even say, well, you're not debt free. Don't call me that. I am debt free. I'm calling me debt free. <laughs> right? Here's my ID. Look there. Bill W. Debt free. Amen. Hallelujah. When I, when, amen. When I pull up to my house, I call out our address. And I say, there it is, paid for punker. Amen. Well, does that work? Oh, yeah, it works. It works. It works. Why? Why? Because you're calling things. Anything that God gave me, I have the right to call it what God said it was. God gave me this body. I have a right to call it healed. Woof. You have a right to call yourself blessed going in and coming out. What's your name? Ah, Larry, blessed going in and coming out. Clemens? Yeah, but that's a long name. Who cares if he's blessed going in and coming out? Can't get away from the blessing. It's, amen. Amen. It, it just sticks, it sticks, it sticks on you like, 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 like glue. You're walking around, people go, what's that hanging off, off your back? Oh, that's just the blessing. It's just stuck to me. You call things. Faith gives substance to those things. I got to call things. I call health. Amen. Are, are, are you with me? This is so important. It goes deeper than just call your, don't call yourself sick. Don't, don't call yourself. I, I, I'll run into people and they'll go, well, you know, I'm pre-diabetic. Why would you call yourself that? Maybe because they don't have the revelation. I'm not talking about being uh, uh, irresponsible, right? Because if you're eating things that cause diabetes and you're trying to call yourself not a diabetic, well, you're, you're canceling out your faith. Every time you eat a ho-ho, you're canceling out your faith. Or a ding-dong or a long john or whatever it is. Amen. My, my father used to like those, they call them cream horns. I don't eat them, but you're full of cream, you know, pastry full of cream. Amen. And he'd get, he'd get me out where mom was and he'd say, oh, son, let's go over here and get a cream horn. You know, well, I knew he wasn't supposed to have them, but he's my dad, not, not my son. But amen. You, you understand why I'm saying that? I call myself healed. I'm not a diabetic. Pass the scones. <laughs> you got to watch that. Yeah. Now, now, that's funny, but those things need to be said. Yeah. Yes, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But don't call yourself what you don't want. Amen. That sounds simple. Amen. But how many times you hear people say, my headache, my heart trouble, my problems, my blood disease. Well, I used to be able to do that, but ever since my hip flared up, I can't do that. The Bible says, if you're weak, you're supposed to say, I'm strong. But if you're weak, are you strong? 
not in the natural. But what are you doing? You're calling things that are not as though they were. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. I call debt freedom. Hallelujah. Say that out loud. And, and it may not be everybody, but if, if you're believing for debt freedom, say out loud. Say, I'm out of debt. My needs are met. I got plenty more to put in store. Hallelujah. Glory to God. When we were coming out of debt, that's one of the things I would do. The enemy would start fighting my mind. I'd start singing to him. I'm out of debt. My needs are met. Got plenty more to put in store. What if he kept going? I'd just sing to him some more. Just serenade that sucker to pieces. Amen. Hallelujah. You're going to talk, I'm going to sing. Glory to God. You know I'm excited for you because something good's about to happen. Amen. Pastor Michelle printed out every debt we owed and printed it out on an invoice sheet and then got a big red stamp that said paid in full and stamped over the top of it. And we carried it around. These debts are paid in full. Paid in full. Amen. And you tell them, get your notes out. Get your debts out. Lay them on the table. Put hands on them. Say what Jesus said. Jesus said, if I spoke to you, you'd obey me. And I command you to dematerialize, cease to exist. Be gone in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Was that work? Is it a thing? Can it hear? Can things hear? He said to call things. If, if things can't hear, why would we call them? Amen. Jesus said two things about faith. He said that there are things you got to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. And there's things you got to call for. Yeah. You got to tell the mountain to go. Yeah. And you got to call for abundance to show up. Amen. 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 You don't want abundance to show up and be ate up by your debt. Right. Oh, glory. In the physical battle I fought some years ago, I called myself healed every day. I'd say, I see me as healed. Somebody'd say, How you doing? I say, I see me as healed. That's how I'm seeing. I would I, I would soak in the word and declare, I see me as healed. I'm healed in Jesus' name. I'd look at my wife and I'd say, Michelle, still you listen to me. I'm healed. You hear me? I'm healed. I'm healed. It's just a matter of time. It's gonna manifest. I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Oh, glory. Everything you say or do is evidence of the picture you have. Everything. Everything a person says, that, that's the picture of them. When, when, when someone makes a statement and they say, oh, I don't know, I don't know what's wrong with me. I guess I'm losing my mind. That's the picture they have. People say, but that's negative. That's the picture they have. And the picture is in your heart. And Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, we could say it this way, from the abundance of the picture that you've painted, the mouth speaks. Amen. Listen, you, can't, you could not convince, you could threaten to beat me within an inch of my life, and you could not convince me that I can lose. Somehow, I'm coming out. Amen. 
When, when I jumped up on my feet at 7548 Corona Street in the city of Kansas City, Kansas, right off State Line Avenue in Kansas City, Kansas, right on the border of Missouri and Kansas, amen, in 1997, 98, when I jumped up at, in 1998 when Leroy Thompson was preaching on money coming and I jumped up and I said, I'll never be broke another day in my life. My financial future changed. Because, listen, when the circumstance would try to produce an image of not having, I would say, I'll never be broke another day in my life. I'll always have more than enough. I've had people here not too long ago talk about the price of gas. Let me tell you something about the price of gas. Fill it up. Fill it up. Yeah, but you can't find gas anywhere for less than $3 a gallon. And what you going to do, walk? You're going to fill it up. If it gets to $20 a gallon, you're going to fill it up. Amen. Why? Because heaven is not moved by inflation. I would to God the church would quit panicking over the same things the world panics over. There's already people won't come back to church. I'm, I'm not talking about us, just in general. They won't come back to church because they're afraid. They can call it whatever they want. They're scared. They're full of fear. And that fear will kill them. That fear, faith keeps you safe. Fear will kill you. Because the Bible says the thing you fear comes on you. Is, is that right? And you can't, you can't respond. If you're a person of faith, you can't respond the same way the world responds. The, the, the world just goes that direction. The world just goes that way. Well, you know, it's a dangerous season for the devil. Amen. Listen, either no plague will come near your dwelling or it won't. Right? If the Bible says no plague will come near, and I'm not talking about if you, maybe you dealt with something, but here's the issue. It's not going to take you out. With long life, you'll be satisfied, and you will see the salvation of God. I've been young, and now I'm old, and I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging bread. He said even in the, under the old covenant, people that were not even born again, that were not even filled with the Spirit, they put the physical blood of a lamb over their door, and when the destroyer saw the physical blood of a lamb, he passed over. The Bible says the blood of Jesus has been applied to my life. That, I can't be destroyed. You can't be destroyed. You got to live that. You got to see yourself as that. If it hits that house and that house, it'll go over this house. And people say, why? Because I say so. Because I walked my property and told my trees, you're not going to fall. You're not going to be blown over. I walked my property and told every disease German virus, you die right here. You die right here. You die right here. You don't come across the line. Amen. Hallelujah. My neighbors love me because they're all safe. <laughs> Amen. I pray for them. I, I'll be mowing the yard. Lord, thank you for blessing them. 
Oh, Father, keeping them safe. Thank you for keeping them well and whole and healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Give me an opportunity to witness to them. Lord, they're heathen. Help me witness to them. I hope none of them are watching. If you are, you heathen, you know who you are. Now, let me, let me finish with this. It's right now 8 o'clock. Without a picture, my family, there's nothing to bring to pass. If you don't have a picture, there's nothing to bring to pass. Have I told you I'm excited for you? Because something good's about to happen to you. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. You know, that, that, that whole thing with blood conditions just keeps coming back to my spirit. Mm. I see you as healed. Without a picture, there's nothing for faith to bring to pass. You know, and if you hadn't done that, what we were talking about, you need to do it. You need to walk your yard and tell every disease, germ, and virus, you stop right here. You die. At the border of my home, the border of my property, you, 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 you die right here. Amen. Why? Because you're painting a picture. I say you're painting a picture. Fear, you don't live here. We'll be afraid of nothing. We'll, and, oh, Lord, I, I, I need to hush, but I, gotta, I need to pastor one minute. That's why you need to be, you better be, you need to be so careful with this devilish day that's coming up of Halloween. Christians play with Halloween. I'm just going to tell you as your pastor, and I'm going to say it very nicely. You don't have any business dressing your kid up on Halloween. Well, I'm going to dress them up as a Bible character. You are still dressing them up for Halloween. Well, we're actually going to trunk or treat. So you're going to church to celebrate Halloween. It's not Halloween, it's trunk or treat. It's Halloween. And you open the same door. I drive around people's neighborhood and I see them with all these witches and goblins and, and on their door. And I think, do they know what they're opening the door to? Amen. Well, there's nothing wrong with getting a little candy. <laughs> You're opening a door. Now, you do whatever you want to. I'm not your children's parent or your grandchildren's grandparent. You do whatever you want. But, but I'm telling you, I'm telling you, if you celebrate it, you're opening a door. The head of the Witches Council of America said, I want to thank all of the Christians for celebrating Halloween with us once every year. But they'll say, well, you know, come to Trunk or Treat and dress as your favorite Bible character. Couldn't you just see that in Paul's day? I know this is the day where everybody else worships Diana, but, you know, uh, uh, come to the church at Ephesus here and we're going to have Trunk or Treat on Diana Day. No, he said, you stay away from that. You should stay as far away from it as you can. Yeah, but my, my, my kids will feel left out. So they won't have a demon all over them. I love you. 
I mean, that's so important. I've seen that over the years. I've seen people get involved in that and then wonder why their child's having bad dreams. And, and they'll, they'll go to the costume store and buy them a vampire costume or a witch costume. Well, aren't they cute? No, they're not. It's not cute. It's not, it's not cute. It's devilish. It's a, it's a day that's not even a holiday. And, and it's steeped. And you're going to have churches all over the city and all over the nation that won't even have church Sunday because they're going to celebrate trunk or treat. I got a flyer from a, a large, huge church here in Little Rock just the other day and said, you know, we're going to have worship on Sunday morning and then bring your family back Sunday night and we're going to have trunk or treat. No word. Dress your child as, you know, your, your favorite character. Oh, my Lord. Those things hurt your faith. You can't open the door to demon spirits and expect your faith to operate correctly. You can't sit around and watch all kinds of fear on your TV and then expect your faith to work correctly. I don't care what it is. People will sit around and watch murder shows. They'll sit around and watch people getting kidnapped. True to lives, real stories, murder, mayhem, rape, robbery, kidnapping, and then go to bed and wonder why their mind is being tormented by the devil. You sat there for two hours and opened the door to him. <laughs> Six days of faith. Right? You, you just, you, you, got, you got to not do that. I'd, let, me say, let me say it this way. I'm convinced there are people in here, you don't know what it's like to be afraid. That's a beautiful thing. I don't know what it's like to be afraid. I can't tell you the last time I was afraid. But I'm not opening the door to it. Don't open the door to it. Don't celebrate it. If I was you, I wouldn't even buy any candy for nobody to come to my house. Halloween's on Sunday night anyway. You need to be in church. You better stand up. I'll go back into something else. Amen. Uh, I, have I told you? I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you.